Hey guys, welcome back to episode 15 of Time Under Tension, and it has been way too long. So Dee, you want to explain why it's been so long? It has been so long. It has been so long. You want to talk about my parts already? We hop in just riding <laughs> in, riding into it, my parts just showing up. Um, so this this episode really is the start to a short series we're going to be doing that is based on the internal family systems concepts, which is a psychological theory that talks about how our internal self, how our mind is broken up into different parts and how those parts are meant to serve us. And we will go into it way more in depth, but I just want to give you a general overview and then specify that these are things that we've studied on our own. Neither of us are trained psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors. We are talking about these concepts in the capacity in which we've learned them and in the capacity in which they've helped our lives and our relationships to our deepest selves and want to share that with you as sometimes shifting our concepts around self and even our negative behaviors or the things that we deem as bad within us, reframing that can really help us create a new mental framework from which to operate and create a belief system that really does serve us more effectively in life. So that's our goal with this. And we're going to have different views on it, but we're going to jump kind of right into it. Yeah. And I think for me, the way it resonates, I just love your description, but something that's just a little bit more aligned with my way of thinking is these parts of us that show up, these aspects of us that come into the picture, they change our state and our ability to reason. It changes our whole capacity to actually have rational thought as well as feel in the flow state. So for me, when we're going through this or explaining it, the way that parts resonated for me was helping me understand when a part was showing up, what fight or flight fawn or flow I was in that helped me really understand my part moving forward. So can you explain what a part is? Yeah. So for me, when I'm understanding parts, the, the way that I would explain them is that they are different aspects of our trauma that Parts of us are created when we experience a trauma at a particular age. So in my mind, when I was eight, for example, a certain trauma happens around uh, an event in the public space. So now my appearance that I'm struggling with later on, the part of me that got traumatized about what my appearance meant and what, uh, what the importance of appearance was, that part of me likes to act as a firefighter and Liv, you can talk a little bit more about these parts, specific names, but firefighters are the parts of me that tend to get super angry, get super high, just rage, just know everything in me just needs to get out of the situation and away from it. My part was created in that moment. So now moving forward later in life, when I'm assessing why I have this like immediate need to just get out of any certain situation when it comes to my appearance, um, being threatened as not good or uh, attractive, then my firefighter is like steering the ship. And so once I was able to understand 
my firefighter part, I was able to really assess, step out as self, which is another part, the more holistic part, the part that operates in flow. I'm able to help that firefighter part of me soothe and come back into a flow state by having more or less a a conversation or just helping that part understand where we are now, what age I am, and then also trust me as self again, trusting the self that's the overall operating being within that can steer the ship now moving forward and not let those firefighters just totally take over the situation. Great. So I'm going to share my screen and just kind of show you for those of us who are visual, I think sometimes having this drawn out can feel a little bit more concrete than um, just kind of listening to a concept overall. So this idea is that at our core is our self and that's like our truest being. It's who we are. It's when you're by yourself, you're meditating, you're in a flow, you feel safe. Maybe you're alone. Maybe you're on the beach. Maybe it's just in this safe place. You really feel like, ah, I know who I am. I know what I want. But then when you find yourself back in the world or in a situation that's very triggering or under stress, you'll see that a lot of times it doesn't feel like you're operating out of your true self. It's like, you know what you want to do and who you want to be, but all these habits and reactions and feelings and behaviors kind of seem to get in the way of expressing or operating out of your, your true self, your true essence. Cause when you are in this state, you feel these qualities, right? You're calm, you're connected, you're compassionate, you're confident, you're courageous. And we know that we have this at our core, but we can't always tap into it, it seems. And this theory is that there's kind of these three subsections of parts, which are like pieces of our being that surround ourselves and try to protect us. And usually not very effectively, although it's important to understand that that is what they're trying to do. So these three categories, we have managers, firefighters, and exiles. So managers are trying to keep us secure and safe. This is more like controlling behavior. And then firefighters are more like reactive. They try to prevent us from feeling things, or they could be like a reactive emotion, like anger or rage or turning to addictions to help kind of manage this feeling that we don't really know what to do with. And then exiles are, are where we kind of hide our shameful experiences. It's usually those really young parts of us that were hurt and they don't feel safe and they weren't able to protect themselves at various ages in our lives. And, and they feel guilt about some of these experiences. But the reason that all this happens is not because we, you know, have some kind of disorder, right? It's not like, um, where we have multiple personalities. It's more that our, our psyche is trying to protect us and it's implementing these different tools in order to do that because there is essentially a lack of trust that we will be safe operating out of our true self or that our true self is good and all-knowing and trustworthy. And because of that breach in trust, these different parts of us spring into action in different ways and based on our individual tendencies 
in order to prevent us from feeling pain and to keep us safe. Unfortunately, a lot of these behaviors and things that come out of these parts feel like sabotage and they often lead to behaviors that we don't feel are aligned with our truest self. That's so good. That was a great explanation of that. I think it's really cool for our viewers to see it in that way, especially knowing that there are certain parts that are going to absolutely connect with their current state. With where you're currently at, there's definitely parts of you that you know are way more active than others after seeing this diagram. And it's cool to allow there to be some healing with this understanding that because we're making these decisions or based on these behaviors, we are not bad. It is totally out of full protection based on an experience that you didn't, ourself didn't feel, or this part of didn't feel like the self was keeping that part safe. And so I just think it's super healing to understand that all the behaviors that we're doing are all just trying to protect us from the hurt that we experienced before that we're not bad people. We're not bad at our core we're good and there are parts of us that just are trying to protect us from the harm that they're assuming is in the environment i think it's it's when you really come down to it and you understand what's going on it allows you to move from a place of guilt and shame and powerlessness to acceptance and grace and ultimately healing. I think about like a friend group and a lot of times in a friend group, people kind of play different roles and you'll have that one friend who like someone will say something at the bar and like, you're like, Oh no, here they go. And they like (laughs) go off on them and you just, you have to like drag them back and you're like, chill out. Like everyone's pulling them back. No one's really thinking like, Oh my God, this psychopath, she just freaks out when someone says one thing. It's like, you just kind of know that's just how she is, but it's like, you kind of love her for it too. And I think that's how we need to come at our parts is like, you got this angry little munchkin in you that freaks out sometimes. And it's like, it's not bad. It's just helped you somehow, but maybe it isn't the most effective reaction for you now. Maybe it's just the little munchkin that jumps out in front of the train in order to manage it instead of realizing like you're safe all along, you aren't even on the tracks. And it's like, once you start to understand like, okay, these tools have served me maybe when I was less mature or unable to protect myself, but now myself is mature. And the way that I think about self is that that is our spirit. Like that is the spirit that Jesus promised to leave with us, that that is God within us. That's the divinity within us. And when we can truly completely align with self and God in us, then we're operating out of grace and just love. We're just living love. And I don't think that that's something we can do all the time because we're all marred by trauma. And I think that's closely tied in with sin, which is what separates us from God. But I think we can work towards that healing because that's really what grace is. And that's, that is forgiveness. And that's just kind of aligning with God's purpose over time. And I think this theory to me gives a really great visualization of what it looks like to come back to God and come back to self 
Yeah, I think you, another way to describe it in my mind is I have like a council in my mind. So my spirit is always going to be the one that makes the final decision. I hope that's the goal, right? Of having this council, but all my parts come to the council when something's going on and everybody gets to say their part and the self me that is aware of because once you have the part once you like you're saying you know this part of you you get to have a relationship with it and that's what's so cool about it is not only are you feeling much more able to live the life that you want or become the person that you've always wanted to be you get to understand it was not your fault at all the only responsibility you have now is once you're aware of the part is making sure that that part doesn't keep you stuck with where you're at. And just like you say with spirit, like kind of tying it all together, our spirit within us always knows what to do or what we need. It is absolutely this good all knowing aspect of us that keeps us connected to God is the spirit that Jesus gave when he died for us, it allows for true connection to the divine and these other parts around when they get to start trusting actually become super impactful in actually doing the things that they're created to do from a healthy standpoint. No longer does my firefighter come out and cause me to act like be super reactive and freak out on somebody just because I feel threatened. Now it's like, it'll kind of bring himself up and he'll allow me to understand that something in this environment doesn't feel safe. And instead of like completely lashing out, I can understand like something doesn't really sit well with me here. And so now I can assess my environment, really start to change my environment to help my firefighter feel safe, but also thank the firefighter for being like, yo, you are in an environment that is not good for you right now. And it's triggering and you know, now I have the opportunity to like, if I don't feel too fight or flight, I can kind of assess what it is and really tie some things back. Like we'll talk about later, how it applies to trauma and kind of connect some dots personally. But I also get to be befriend that part. And now I'm just a much stronger person that has these protective parts that are necessary for being human and living in the world. I think that's a great point. Like the goal is not to dissolve or get rid of the parts. It's to reassign roles it's like you have this rebellious kid within you and you just need to give them like a productive task to do and then they start to find purpose and then they thrive there it's just like redistributing the assignment within you so that everyone's now working in a role that is a little bit more effective and in alignment with what your truest self really needs and I think it's exciting and I think that it takes some practice, but to me, it also, as I'm someone who is very, I go into shutdown mode when I get upset. I'm not a lash out, freak out person. I'm a like numb and come into myself kind of person. But what helps me is I start to think, okay, what part is trying to come up right now and take over? And I start to differentiate and kind of accept it. Like, okay, I see myself doing this. Like I see this part coming through. It's trying to protect me because I don't feel safe. And then once I remind myself, like I'm safe in this situation, I can always like walk away if I need to, 
like I just remind myself of my safety. I stay very grounded. I can kind of ask that part to step aside in the heat of the moment. So in this series, we're going to go more deeply into different aspects of this. But I just want to give you some tangible things that you can do this week. So as you start to think about, all right, when do I hear my true self? Like, what are things that I really believe that I that I value and that I want to operate out of? And then start to notice when you feel like some other belief is kind of coming up or you're operating out of a different value system. Um, and I'm curious, did, did you have a steps or a process for yourself when you started thinking in terms of this theory and how you started like identifying your parts? Like, what do you think would be a tangible takeaway? I think a tangible takeaway is connection between mind and body. I think it's essential for this um, because the information tracks we want to, our information is coming up from our bodies into our minds, not forcing our mind into our body to make. So for me, one of the very first things that I feel like I had to make sure was something I was practicing was my mind body connection. And when I'm in a situation where I can tell that I'm dysregulated in some way, what am I feeling in my body? Because that in itself takes you out of the part because it's making you focus on something else. It's making you focus on a feeling, something internal that you can come back to self actually in that moment. Like that's when self starts to kind of take a step back and see the parts. So I would just encourage, you know, being just extra aware of when you're feeling dysregulated. And by dysregulated, I just mean in a fight or flight or in a freeze or fawn, or you're just feeling in your body anger or um, anything that doesn't feel like calm and, and cool and collected, I guess you could say, um, where you just feel like you're in flow. That is a great opportunity right in that moment to just, I lay down and close my eyes and I try to just feel what I'm feeling inside. Because that to me has always allowed me to step out of it and see where it's manifesting in my body and just start to think about what I might be actually feeling and why. And if you can't lay down, one thing I like to do is really think I just connect back to my breath and I try to just breathe into that space. For me, a lot of times emotions come up as tightness. So tightness in my throat, tightness in my chest. It feels like a lot of constriction. So I really focus on like, breathing into and expanding that area. And to me, it helps with that. It feels like my parts are like rushing in to save the day. And when I do that, it feels like I could just get everyone like, all right, everybody just like stand back for a second. So just find something that you can do in a moment of high emotion or reactivity to just come back to your body, because that's a good way to also recognize that maybe something's triggering you. So you might get to a point in the week this is what I often see this like reactivity where you get to a point in the week where you're like, 
for me as a fitness coach, I see someone binges and they're like, I don't know. My day was fine. I don't know why I binged. But when we start to break down their week, they're like, oh yeah, my mom was calling me every day. And like my husband and I got in a fight earlier in the week and then we didn't really talk much through the week. And then my kid said something rude to me and all these little things had built up and binging is very complicated, but I do think that there's a stress component And it's just one example of how some of these things that are manifesting in our body as tension, they come out in some way. And we often just think it's like an isolated event or it's related to something that just like immediately happened. I think by practicing this frequently, at least daily, but I would say checking in with your body. um, I like to check in in the morning, get a good baseline, check in around noon because that's usually like peak of stress. And then check in at the end of the day to kind of reflect on your day and get an idea of what your, what kind of tension you're holding in your body. You can catch those buildups as they occur and really start to understand your, your natural fluctuations as well. So I think it's a good practice beyond just identifying your parts. It's just, it's a helpful practice in general because it helps you tap into your emotions and your mindset and some of your thoughts and things and not necessarily identify with them, but recognize them. Yeah. And one last thing I'll say is if you're doing this, I would tell somebody, especially if you're, you know, have a partner or your significant other or a really good friend that you spend a lot of time with. Most of the time when this happens, it's because somebody else caused some sort of tension in you. It wasn't just self-afflicted. You're feeling dysregulated. Someone in your environment or something about the environment caused it. So making sure that somebody knows about it, they can give you the space that you need. You, I call it a pause button now in our house. I'm like, need a pause. And then when you're pausing, it allows for you to not feel like you need to rush to an answer to something. If someone's asking you a question or the other person just has an understanding where you're at and what you're doing. So you feel safe enough to be able to move forward with this process because you can't, if you're in a huge crowd and you're feeling dysregulated and you just peace out and leave and one of your friends doesn't really know what's going on. It's like that could cause even more dysregulation and a little bit more uprooting in other aspects of your life. So just being honest with people that you're close to, you spend a lot of time with about what you're trying to do and what you're learning And that should allow for a lot more co-regulation and the ability to have space to process like we're explaining in the moment. So you really have that space to feel like you're heard and seen. Like I said earlier, we can often, if we're still enough and we know how to tap into it, we can connect with ourselves when we feel very safe. But we have to understand that the times in our lives where that safety or trust has been compromised 99% of the time, if not all the time, is in the context of some significant relationship in our lives. So if we hope to practice and solidify new patterns of response and behavior and starting to put some of these parts in more productive and effective places, we need to practice it in the context of a relationship. So like, like Dee's saying, it's like, have someone know what you're doing, explain what you're doing, and then kind of commit to it as a practice because it's in 
this arena of relationship that we really start to reprogram how some of these behaviors, actions, parts show up in us because we cannot do it in a bubble and things and people and interactions will trigger us. So we need to learn how to actually apply these concepts when we are legitimately triggered, but it needs to be in a safe environment so we can really reestablish that trust with self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this week, practice connecting with your body at least once a day, but really, really in those moments where you're feeling dysregulated, feeling triggered, feeling an emotional uprising, feeling very reactive, just stop, pause, take a minute, check in with yourself, see where you see the tension, try to understand what part might be coming up right now. Is this a manager trying to control things? Is this a firefighter reactive? Is this exile? Do I feel shame? Do I feel myself shutting down? And start to start to name it and recognize that that's an opportunity to show that part grace and maybe thank it for showing up, but it also gives you that time and space to choose a different response, which brings the power back to you. So would highly recommend journaling on that this week. Take notes. You can always reach out to us if you have any questions. Would love to hear your experiences as you go through this this week and just would love to talk about what comes up. I think the more that we can connect with other people on this and be vulnerable about our own experiences, the more moments we have of, oh, me too, I'm not alone, or just recognition of shared humanity, which is something we greatly need in this world. Agreed. Well said. So next week we will talk about more more about what are your parts and how are they showing up. We'll give examples of how our parts show up. And then again, we just hope to start an open discussion about this. And then after that, we will get into the process of reconnecting with your true self, starting to heal some of these patterns. And I would say coming back to God in you. Revert to original, y'all. That's the goal. Revert to original. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening and or watching. Please remember to like and subscribe and share this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And again, would always love to hear your feedback, comments, thoughts, and your personal experiences. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week with Time Under Tension.